good evening, good evening, Baltimore and the surrounding areas, and those of you who are, will be listening to this episode on demand. Tonight, we will be, be discussing your time of sanctification. This is your host, Hezekiah L. Montgomery. Our co-host, um, Michelle Johnson, will be signing on shortly. But tonight's episode will be about your time and sanctification. And I'm truly excited about this because you get a little, you're going to learn some more information about me as we go along. Because man in the mirror is a byproduct of my first book, Rediscovering Kai, which is actually up right now um, back on Amazon um, as a rebranding of the book because I wanted to rebrand, give it a little a better, a, a more exciting look, give an appealing look, give me, you know, change a few things around and make people want to buy it, read it, and learn from it. Because that, you know, through my book, Rediscovering Kai, that's where we got the, the um, phrase tag, we'll, and we'll see you or I'll see you at the mirror, because that mirror is the word of God. And I'm going to be talking about a lot tonight. So you need to listen. And if you pass it on, you know, just think about buying a book, reading it. Um, it's available on download as well on Amazon. So I moved from a different publishing company to a better publishing company. That way, you know, I'll get more for my bucks. But that's what you call business, and that's where the rebranding came in at. But tonight's episode is your time of sanctification. We um, and um, discussing right that when you're and it's basically when you're putting time out in life and you don't understand why. So if you're uh, tuning in or calling in, um, please tap the number one on the phone and you'll be put in our queue. But tonight I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited because when God gives me these things, sometimes at the last minute, sometimes it's like a week before or whatever. But I'm truly excited because I want to have a chance to say, hey, look, listen to what I have to say tonight because it will help you because it helped me. You know, you know, when I basically, you know, we use the tag real people, real stories, real overcomers. We have real people, and I'm the first one, real stories and, and people and overcomers. We've overcome whatever has happened in our lives, and I am the first one. Um, we're almost up to 200 episodes, so when we get there, it'll be sometime, it'll be sometime next year, but um, as we're rebranding, as we're changing things around, we will be moving along. So I'm excited. I'm truly excited about tonight's episode. So with that, I will begin with prayer, and I'll be waiting for my and moving along as our co-host is getting herself together because she went to see a good friend of ours who was in the hospital. Um, so she went to see her in the hospital and make sure she was okay because, you know, we have to remember those. We have another good friend who's in the hospital. That was Sharon Reed. Um, we have another good friend who's in the hospital, Mr. David Jackson from our church. So um, I'm going to go see him tomorrow when I finish my day. But we have to continue to pray for those who are sick as well because, you know, that's a reprimandum from God. You know, that is a reprimandum from God. So we have to continually pray for those who are sick. So I just thank you. You know, I just thank the Lord that he can give us, you know, put it on our heart to go visit our family and friends in their time of need. So, dear Heavenly Father, we just pray that God on his humble servants, Lord, thank you, Lord, for our lying down there. Thank you, Lord, for waking us up to a day we've never seen before, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for just loving us enough to die on the cross for our sins. So, we thank you, Lord, that your mercies are new every morning. So, when we don't get it right, Lord, when we don't understand, when we mess up, when we fall down, the Bible says the righteous man falls seven times, but he gets up. That when we mess up, Lord, we get back up, wipe ourselves off. And we keep it moving, Lord. And I just thank you, Lord, that we can keep it moving, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for your mercies, Lord. We ask you bless upon our sister Shawana Reed as she's, you know, in the hospital right now. Bless the doctors that they're working with her. Bless her. She's working on healing, Lord, so she can get back home to her son, Lord. We ask you bless upon our brother David, 
Jackson will continue to bless and praise, bless him in a mighty way, Lord. Bless whatever's going on in his body. Lord, help the doctors just figure out what's going on, Lord. So if you have to have surgery, that they will know what to do, Lord. Lord, I know how it is to go under the knife, Lord. Continue to bless him and the doctor. Bless our pastor as she goes and visits him, Lord. Bless our friends and our church family as they go visit as they continue to pray, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for tonight's show. Touch, touch. Help us touch and agree and just continue to learn about sanctification, about the things that you're doing in all our lives. We never fail to give you all glory, honor, and praise. And we ask all these things in church, Jesus. Amen. Okay, okay, okay. So, tonight's episode, and I will read um, what I've written, you know, because I always have a little excerpt that I read about each episode. Um, Have you ever been through something in your life that totally took you by surprise? Have you ever sat down? Have you ever been sat down, put in a corner for time out? And that is something that we do for, you know, for our young people. You know, for our little kids, we put them in time out. And sometimes God, excuse me, sometimes God has to do that for us. And welcome to the show, Michelle. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Hezekiah. Good, good, good. Okay. Uh, uh, have you ever been sat down in time out or put in a corner for a time out or even felt like you've been forsaken and nowhere to turn or nobody to help you? Well, I know that feeling all too well. I've been in that position before, but as I was going through, I found that God was using that situation to sanctify me. Bring me back to his holiness and make me his again. But that one thing, but the one thing that came from all of this was when God was working on me is, as I said earlier, is man in the mirror. I had to go through some things that I didn't want to go through in order to make it to the other side. And sanctification is, it means to be set apart, Michelle. And I'm going to give the definition of sanctification. So we all know it because this is what we're talking about. You know, when you're going through that process, um, when we're going through that process of being sanctified, it says an act of sanctifying, the state of being sanctified, the state of growing in divine grace as a result of Christian commitment after baptism or um, baptism or conversion. Now, what does the Bible say? Sanctification is the act of process of acquiring sanctity. This is um, what the Wikipedia says, or being made or become holy. To sanctify is to literally set apart for particular use in a special purpose or work and make holy or sacred. So when God is sanctifying us, when we're going through that process, because as we know, as we're growing up, we have, you know, many of us have kids, and back in school, I know they, you know, they may not do it now, but when I was in going school, they put us in time out. They sat us in the corner by ourselves because they wanted to get, they wanted us to get our act together. So if you set apart, you know, you're not with the rest of the kids. You set apart from them. That way it gives you time to think about what you did so you come back with a different mind. So. That is what God does with us. He lets us go through. He allows it. He doesn't want us to go through it, but he will allow it, you know, for something to happen to us because some of us are hard-headed, head-hearted. And my mama used to say a hard-head, Michelle, makes us off behind. So meaning that, okay, if you don't want to listen, I'm going to spank you. I'm going to beat you. But, when we have that hard head, when we don't want to listen, when God is trying to point us in a different direction and we keep going down that road and he's warned us, don't go down there. Kai, don't go down there. Hezekiah, don't go down there. Now, if you go down there, you know, I'm going to have to let you go through. But <clears throat> I didn't want to listen. I kept trying to go down the same road. I kept looking at the same thing. I kept trying to find something. So the Lord allowed me to go through. 
And my sanctification process was when I was um, in the detention center for 86 days, as my friends would say, 85 days in a wake-up. But, you know, with that process, he was having me read the word, pouring into me through the word, you know, talking to people, doing things I didn't want to do. Many times, you know, if you don't want to do it, he's going to find a way to make you do it. And I remember um, Reverend Minnis back in my home church, my Mennonite church in Philadelphia, said when he was a young man in the service, um, and he, he told God a big bell would have to go, um, and something would have to happen before he would go out and preach the word. Well, Lordy me, he would tell this story all the time, God rest his soul, that while he was deathly sick, a big bell gong, and everything that he told God that would have to happen, happened. So he was going through his sanctification process. When I, you know, when you remember, think about it now, that was his process. We all have a different process. He was on his almost deathbed. But everything that he told God, well, you know, this would have to happen, happened. I was in a place I didn't want to be. So I had to be put, I had to be set aside, you know, set apart from so I can listen. Because many times we can tell our kids things 3,000 times in one day. But are they listening? I often tell us what to do, but are we listening? You know, many of us, you know, on our phones, you know, on our computers, but are we listening? So God had to set me apart, put me by myself in a place, make me talk to people I didn't want to talk to, uh, made me read the word, made me study the word. I read more word. I tell people when I tell the story, and it's in a book, and I got the, you know, the book has been rebranded and, you know, put back together. But um, that's in our event page. Get the book. There's a lot going on in there, but it will tell you the whole story of my sanctification process. We all have a process. God sets us apart for him. We all have a We all have a different process or ways of God is going to work with us. For Reverend Menace, God had to make him so sick, definitely sick, that he said, okay, I get I get you. That was his process of, you know, like, okay, I got it, God. I'll do what you want to say. We all go through a process. You know, that that is why it's called your time of sanctification, because when your time comes, you'll know it. Because, you know, God is going to allow things. Your friends, you're looking for them. They're not there. Sometimes my friends don't need to be there. You will call them on the phone. They won't be picking up. You know, your parents, your loved ones, they won't be there. Because God has a time that he wants you to be by yourself. He wants you to be by yourself where you can listen to what he has to say. Because we have so much going on in society right now. We have so much distraction. Way back when, all we had was the black and white TV, a little bit of color once in a while. But now... They are just a society highly distracted with so much going on. And so God sometimes has to let you go through your mess. You mess up, he'll allow it. He will allow it, you know, so you can turn back. I'm like the prodigal son. The prodigal son wanted all his money. Michelle, he wanted everything. He wanted his inheritance so he can get up and go. So he got up got his money, and went. But as soon as he was at his lowest, he lost all the money, you know, squandered it. But short story is he wanted to come back home because he messed up. and he, So he had to go through his process. We all go through a process, but it's how you go through that process that makes you. Um, any questions or comments, Michelle? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say I I like when you mentioned, because that's the point I was thinking about, uh, when you mentioned 
You know, it's like you can't even find anybody. And I think God does that to us on purpose because the only person that he wants us to come to is him. So he does. He removes everything around around us, you know, that we can, like you said, distract ourselves with. And he makes it where the, the only person that we can really talk to is him. And you know, I remember, I remember having, um, I, I guess some people call it like an epiphany moment, because <laughs> uh, you know, I'm sure that several of us have had more than one moment like this. Because in my, I know in my life, or maybe I'm just a hard-headed child, right? But in my life, I've had several moments like this where, you know, the Lord really took me to a place that ended up being a breakthrough for me in the end. But when I was going through it, sometimes I didn't even understand, and and it was a very hard time. But one of the times that I re- remember, I was um, it, it was so much going on that I ended up in a situation where, I had no um, vehicle, and at the time I had happened to live way out in the county, like, you know, like where it gets real dark at night and no buses go, kind of out in the county. And so I was living mm-hmm. in an area like that, and I was, you know, really struggling and going through some things. And it was just situations in every area, financial um, spiritual, you know, it's like I was in crisis in every area of my life and, and um, emotionally, physically, like it's just so much going on. And so I was coming, you know, coming home from work and it was so funny because it's like I would be racing to get home every night because if I didn't get home, by a certain time, the last bus would be gone, and I and I knew that. And you know, if I had you know money on occasion or whatever, this is before the big Uber movement and all of that. So on occasion, if I had extra funds where I could just go ahead and catch a cab on up the street, because mind you, this walk after that last bus was not a short walk. So. I just remember getting home, and it's like I just had a feeling of dread because I was sitting there watching my watch while I was going on the public transportation because, again, my, my I, I had no car at the time. And so I'm just watching my watch on the public transportation and realizing that I am not going to make it in time to catch the right bus, and so I got, you know, at the last stop, I got off, and I just, you know, I just stood there because (laughs) it was just really one of those moments, you know, you ever had those moments, like, where you are just on the edge, like, about to fall off. Oh, yeah, I know, trust me. And so that's kind of how I felt because it was like this dread had come over me because I was like, oh, my goodness, I'm going to have to walk all the way home in this dark. And then I was just really tired. I was tired. It was dark. I was alone. I was going to have to walk home. And, of course, by the time the, the bus had gotten all the way to that last stop, it had started pouring down raining, and guess who didn't have an umbrella either? So you were just oh not having God. a good day. But it was it wasn't just that day. It was just a it was a culmination of several not good days and and you know, I just literally I, I don't know, it's like I just felt this feeling came over me. It's almost like I just gave up. 
I was like, this is just ridiculous. This is, you know, and so I get off the bus and um, I start walking. Of course, I'm getting soaking wet. And I'm glad that no, you know, I'm, I, I'm guessing no one paid me any attention because people were zooming by in their cars. And, oh, and of course, the last straw, I actually didn't have, you know, funds at that time that I could even catch a cab. So I knew, I knew I had to walk. And so I was just walking, getting soaking wet. And I literally stopped in the middle of the sidewalk and I just started like screaming to God. (laughs) And I was really upset. And I just started screaming like, you know, I mean, it was really crazy. I I felt crazy because it was like, what do you want from me? I mean, I was saying all kinds of stuff to God. Like, what do you want from me? You know, I'm just just having a breakdown right in the middle of the street in the middle of the rain. And so, (laughs) yeah, it was, it was like a scene from a movie. It was dramatic. Yes, and I just started screaming, and I was, you know, I was just like, I, I try to do the right thing. What do you want from me? You know, and I just, I just had a meltdown. And as I finished my whole tirade and and felt silly because, of course, I was standing in the middle of the street by myself screaming. Oh wow! I just, I, okay. This, this, <laughs> this calm calm feeling came over me and I I don't even you know I couldn't even imagine why at that time because you know I'm like I'm still standing in the rain and I still have to walk home (laughs) but this feeling just just this unbelievable feeling of peace you know came over me and it was so funny because I I had my, my cell phone and the um, the phone rang, and so I answered the phone, and it was it was my cousin, and he you know he just started talking to me. He he of course he didn't know anything. He didn't know I was like out <laughs> street and was having a meltdown and you know whatever. But he was just like. Hey, Shelly, how you doing? And I was like, uh, uh, and I, I was, it's like on my, on the tip of my tongue was to say, oh, I'm okay, but I wasn't. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so, you know. Why do we so always do that? Like, we always do that. We go like through, that but. Response. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I'm, that I'm good. Well, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> but it's like it wouldn't even it wouldn't even come out. It was on the tip of my tongue just to say that. But it's like I was like, I'm not, I'm not good. And so I just go off into another tirade and and he like, Whoa, wait a <laughs> He's like and all he asked me is, is where are you? And I told him where I was and he was like is it a, you know, he was saying, like, this is a bus stop near you. And I was like, well, I, yeah, I didn't get too far. So he was like, go stand in the bus stop. I'll be right there. And so, I mean, and, and the Lord has done this for me on several occasions. That's why, you know, when when I'm, I'm talking to people sometimes, I'm saying, you know, even in the midst of, of a crazy situation, of a storm, of a, of a horrible trial, when when things are just really bad for you and you're almost on the brink of giving up, still keep your mind open for God to do a work because there's, there is a reason. There is a reason when we're in these situations. And so don't, don't get to the point where you shut your mind down and you feel like, you don't want to hear anything. You don't want to talk about it and whatever. Just keep your, if, if nothing else, just keep your mind open so that God can still 
you know, bless you even in the midst of that storm. And that and that's really what happened that night. And I felt like I felt like I was on the brink of just like giving up. I was literally going to have a seat in the rain on the ground and be like, they're just going to come take me away. <laughs> mm. I was tired. Wow. I was tired. And, and, you know, he just, just the way that he is, I guess he heard, heard it in my voice. And then when I got so upset and he was just like, he didn't even want to talk about it. He was just like, I'm coming. And so I just, I just sat there cause I didn't know what else to do and waited. And, you know, the Lord used him that night to just minister to my spirit and about several things. And it was like that was that was that moment and I really it's I was I was hearing him. I was really, you know, wanting God to just get, come, rescue me, rescue me out of the situation. And so I was really listening to what he was saying and the Lord just blessed me greatly, you know, that day. And it's almost like and I, I know it probably wasn't you know, an immediate thing, but it almost felt to me like an immediate thing because, like, the very next day I woke with a whole different frame of mind. And then God began to move some things, you know, in my life. And, you know, I ended up being a blessing. And, you know, I learned a few lessons on top of that. And that's that's always what I find that I get from those sort of moments. I learn a lesson or several, and God really shows me that he truly is God in those moments because just the simple fact that I could be right on the verge of, you know, just giving up, and he brings someone in, and I can clearly see and tell that it's, him, the person he's using that person that they're yielding to the spirit, but it's, it's God, and you know he uses that just to bless you, and so you know that's that's encouragement to me about those sort of situations that it's not for for um, nothing, that there's usually a reason, a lesson, some things you have to learn, and and there's always a blessing. At the end, so you know, I know that story was long, but I felt like it was necessary. Mm-hmm. Excellent, excellent. That was good because you were going through your process of you know sanctification, trying to find out what is it that God's trying to teach me. You know, we hard headed or head hearted, so we headstrong. You know, God is trying to work with us, but sometimes He has to let us go through. Um, before we go on to our break, um, as I said, um, the book Rediscovering Kai is rebranded, and I have something I want you guys to listen to. So, um, so before we go on, let me find out. There we go. There we go. There we go. There we go. Something I want you to listen to. Listen to. Listen to. Um, you're listening live with Man in the Mirror with. Your host Hezekiah Montgomery and our fantastical co-host as she continues, as she talks about something that she was going through. Um, we're talking about that sanctification process, that being set apart, how God is, you know, using his holy works to work on us. Um, and um, I actually um, went through to recap. And for those who are joining us, you can call in at 917-889-2271 or log in at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash man dash in dash the mirror and listen in um, and, you know, hear what we're talking about because, as I said earlier, our tag is real people, real stories, real overcomers. So I've overcome. This is where Man America came from. This is where... Um, the book Rediscovering Kai came from. And um, here's an excerpt, and I'll do some more about that, um, an excerpt that I actually had as part of a commercial, as my little commercial, to tell people about Rediscovering Kai. 
When we first accept Christ into our hearts, we think that's the end of it. No, there's more than that. We have to nurture that relationship, and Kai didn't. He accepted Christ into his heart at a very young age and thought that was the end of it. He, like all young people, thought he knew everything. He read his Bible, knew plenty of Bible verses, but that was just intellect. It wasn't saturated in him to keep him safe from the snares Satan was going to set before him as he was getting older. He was the man. Everyone looked to him because he again was almost the perfect Christian. But he had an enemy that was very relentless and patient and was just waiting for the perfect opportunity to attack. And that's just what he did. He attacked Kai, and Kai never knew what hit him. It just came. This is a little something to give you something to think about because that's what the book is all about. And I'll, you know, we'll talk a little more about the sanctification process. But um, a couple notes from our supporters. We have music instruction for our learners where music knows no age. If you're interested in music instruction such as piano lessons or instrumental lessons, please contact us at 443. 443- Five seven four fifty four ninety one to set an appointment to talk to our instructors. Another sponsor is Curvy Boss Project. Curvy Boss Project was created to empower, motivate, and change the lives of full-figured women. Please check them out. Uh, curvy chicks are boss chicks too, not to mention beautiful, intelligent, and talented. Please check them out on Facebook at Curvy Boss Project. Another sponsor, as we continue, is On the Go Mobile Notary. When you're in the need of um, of a notary public and you're on the go, then that's who you call, on-the-go mobile notary, your trusted and reliable notary. They are also, check them out on Facebook. Look under on-the-go notary, mobile notary, or OTG mobile notary. They are there. Contact them at 410-370-7105 and be on the go with your mobile notary solutions. And lastly, a, a very talented young lady, Diana Eaton of Diana Orlando Photography for great pictures at a great price. Contact Diana on Facebook at Diana Eaton. And we will be taking our break. Bring up a song and we will be taking a break as we get ready for our next half hour of our program. And let's remember, he reigns. Will you clap your hands right here? Come on. My God reigns. Our God reigns. Our God reigns. Lord, you reign. With power and majesty, power and majesty, dominion, authority, you reign. Sing it again with power, with power and majesty, dominion, authority, you reign. Come on, let's go right here.
Live with Man in the Mirror with your host and co-host Hezekiah Montgomery and co-host Michelle Johnson as we are talking about your time of sanctification, that time when God is using whatever situation in your life that is going on at that moment, whatever you got yourself caught up in, whatever you know God allows us, He's not going to stop it because we, He gave us free will. You know, he wants us to come to him freely. He's not going to stop it, but he wants us, He gives us free will. So when we get caught up in those situations, just as I did, you know, I'm, I'm not exempt. Kai was not exempt, trust me. Kai was not exempt. And just as I got caught up in my situation, I had to go through my sanctification process. And, again, after I went through, I came out on the other side. That's when the book Rediscovering Kai, because I had to rediscover where and how I got caught up in my mess and how the Lord brought me out. And I thank him for that. And sanctification is the process. We wanted to be open. And, Lord, I'm sorry if you just take it away. Michelle, you know how people always say, just take it away this time or just stop it right now and I'll never do it again. How many of us ever have said, I'll never do it again? You know, we can all raise our hands for that one. Um, if you're listening, you want, you know, you have any questions or comments, um, this is still open form. You can call in at 917-889-2271 or log in at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash dash and dash the mirror. And leave a comment question uh, if you the event page is open on Facebook, so if you have anything to say there, you can say it there as well. Um, if you have any questions, you can also message us on Facebook as well. And if you want some, if you have something you want to talk about, you know, just tell us. You know, messages there, and we'll definitely um, look into it. Um, but you know, again, I'm excited about tonight because the Lord had to use my situation. You know, everybody's situation is different. Yours may be easier. But I know I was hard-headed, so he had to slow me down, stop me, like, oh, slow your roll, and I need you to pray. I need you to read. In my situation, when I, you know, by the time I read more Bible in those three months that I was going through and that I read my whole entire life, because sometimes that's what it takes, because many of us are hard-headed, like knocking on wood when you hear that. That knock, he knocking, sometimes he got to bang. You know, sometimes he got to knock you upside the head. He has to use whatever he uses to get his point across. He has, a, he has to allow it to happen to you. He allows things. He ain't going to stop it. 
because he gives us free will. He gives us free will. But I would not, I do I do want to um, give a couple scriptures um, tonight, Michelle. I looked up a few scriptures on sanctification, and I like this one, um, 2 Timothy 2.21, and I'm going to read in a couple verses. It says, those who cleanse themselves from the latter, which was the prior, will be instruments for special purposes, made holy, useful to the master, and prepared to do any good work. And that's found in 2 Timothy 2.21, and I have Michelle put that in the event page. But um, again, I read that those who cleanse cleanse themselves from the latter. What was going on before? Latter before will be instruments for special purposes. And that is when, when we go through, that is what God is trying to do. He's trying to cleanse us from what we were going through so he can get us ready for the next thing that he wants us to do. So that was Second Timothy 2. 21, and I'm actually trying to find it in my Bible. Mine is in the international version. So, because I want you to get a couple, get a couple versions. There we go. Get a couple versions. Second Timothy 2.21 says, it may be the same. It says, those who cleanse themselves from the latter, yeah, will be instrumental from a special purposes made holy, you put to the mass and prepare to do anything. Now, um, if Michelle can find out King's Ames and put that in there, but that's the new international version. So he cleanses us. He allows us to be cleansed from everything that was in the past. Like there's a chapter in the book called The Mud. Whatever you go through, get it, wash yourself off, and keep moving. Because he has special purposes for us, but we have to be holy. We have to be ready and useful for his purposes. Um, um, Acts twenty six eighteen to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light, and from the power of Satan to God, so that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. <clears throat> Excuse me, and I'll read that again. Um, give me one second. To open their eyes and turn them from the darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God so that they may receive forgiveness of sins and place them on those who are sanctified by faith in me. So, you know, God, you know, when we have our faith, faith is the substance of things hoped for. And I want to make sure I get it right now. Faith. Is the confidence in what we hope for and assurance of what we do not see. So even though we don't see it, we we put our hope in it and know that God is going to make it happen. So we put our faith in God. We know that he's going to make it happen. So sanctification is, called, is being set apart. We're being set apart for God's use. It's almost like <clears throat> when you're working, and you're baking and whatever, you have all your ingredients. You have set ingredients for each recipe. So you set those ingredients aside. You don't want them to get mixed up with the other ingredients because ingredients, because what happens is they will be um, mixed up and you, you don't know what you're going to make. But if you set all the right ingredients apart so you know what, you, know what you're going to get, then you know how it's going to be. So when God sets us apart, he sets us apart for him, for his use. And that's what he does. We're all different. Everybody's process is different, Michelle. I'll say that again. Everybody's process is different. Okay? Way back in the um, Old Testament, um, Exodus 13, 2, consecrate to me every firstborn male. The first offspring of every womb among the Israelites belonged to me, whether human or animal. Set apart. Consecrate, God was saying, um, consecrate to me every firstborn. No, that was a commandment, he told you. The first offspring, sanctified. He said, set it apart just for me. You know, 
God loves us that much. He says that I want you to be set apart for me. Just like our parents have, you know, parents, when you have children, you love your children, so you, you set them apart from everything else because they're yours. You love them, you know, you're not going to let because they are yours, so you like, you know, you know yours from other people's children. So you ain't going to worry about other people's children, but you're going to worry about yours because you brought them into this world. Um, any questions or comments, Michelle? Amen. No, uh, no questions. I just wanted to um, check the scripture again. The scripture you were trying to get put in the um, worm. Uh, I'm trying to make sure I have the right one. Second Timothy two twenty one. Two twenty one. Got you. Good, okay. So, and I'm going to give a couple more because these are some good scriptures. Uh, Colossians 3, 5, it says, Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature. Now, that's the hardest thing to do, kill that earthly nature. He said, Colossians 3, 5, put to death therefore whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed. Because everybody thinks it's just lust, greed. He said, greed, put it away, which is adultery. Everything, everybody thinks it's all about sex or immorality. But he said, e- evil desires and greed. I always ask people, how much is enough? You know, if you have a billion dollars, how how much is enough? If you have a trillion dollars, how much is enough? Because the one thing we all, we got to remember, when we pass away in this show, are we take any of that money with us? We are not taking any of that stuff with us. So, you know, evil desires and greed. He says, put to death. That's part of sanctification. Sanctifying yourself, so you, so you got to put that stuff to death. Therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is adultery, because we're putting it before God. God is very explicit. He is very explicit with his relationship with you. You know, he said, Thou shalt not have no God before me. So if you're doing something that's more pertinent than God, that's idolatry. I mean, you're, you're just there. You're, you're putting that in front of God and saying, saying, you know, God, I'm explicitly yours. So we have to be careful of what we're doing because, you know, we're being sanctified daily. It's not just that one incident that happened in my life. It's a thing that happens to us daily. We have to have that time that God is going to use whatever processes that we're going through in life to have us sanctified through him. Something that's going to make us turn to him. Time out. You know, we put our, like I said earlier, we put our kids in time out. Something that's going to have us in time out. Something that's going to have us think, like, why am I going through this? Something that's going to open our mind, make us open our Bible, make us get on our knees, make us start talking to him. And it's and it's kind of interesting, Michelle. And I know you're gonna have something to say about this. They took God out the schools. They took they trying to take it. Thinking about taking God off the money and God we trust. We were built on a you know our, uh, our government was built on God. But now every time something happens, let's pray. Please pray for the family. Oh my God, it's like. We try to take God out of stuff, but unfortunately, we can't. Because guess what? The the very first words when people get shot is, oh, my God, or can you pray for us? Well, can we have a word of prayer? Let's have some silence for prayer. Because you can't get away from what the, you know, God, 
is allowing to happen. God's not doing that. Satan has run amok, run amok in our society, on our nation, in the capital, um, in our children's school, because up until maybe the past 10, 15 years, we didn't have to worry about guns in the schools. But within the past 17 years, we have so much going on that God, I'm going to put that song on, um, God is trying to tell us something. Are we listening? That's the question. God is trying to tell us something, but the question is, are we listening? He wants us to be sanctified unto him. You know, when you're going through your time, kind of pure joy, what James says when you face trials and tribulations of many kinds. And I'm going to read that to you. That's James 1 in the beginning. It says, consider pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Now, I know when you're going through, you're like, oh, I'm supposed to be happy. As you know, if I'm correct, Bob Marty, don't laugh at me. So don't worry, be happy. Yeah, we're supposed to go around thinking. Be happy, but God says consider pure joy because you're going through this for a reason. Now, do you understand the reason? Well, you know you had part of it, but in, a, in, a pro, in a, one of the Psalms it says, "You may God will allow you to slip if I'm Psalm 37 because he's just giving me all these scriptures tonight, but you won't fall. We may slip, but he's not going to allow us to fall. I'm going to read that as we uh, we have the next seven minutes. I'm going to let um, Michelle have something to say in a few minutes. But Psalm 37 says, getting closer and closer, if I'm correct. Yes, uh, Psalms 37:24. It says, "Though he may stumble." He will not fall, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. So, yes, we may slip. And that's Psalm 37:24. I read it again. Though he may stumble, he will not fall, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. We may slip, but we won't fall, because the Lord is going to uphold us. He's going to catch us. He's not going to let, you know, you know, you know it's like being behind somebody, get ready to fall, but you catch him. They slip but they didn't fall because you caught them. And that's how God is with us as we're going through life. Those are little slips in life. We're going through that sanctification process because he wants to set you apart, set me apart, set Michelle apart, set everyone around us apart for him. You know, our our loved ones are going through, you know, our children are going through because we're all going, we all have to go through, they don't understand it, they're trying to figure out what is going on, but we all have to go through that process in life to get us to the next level. Any questions, any um, closing remarks, Michelle? I just thank, thank the Lord for the show tonight. And I pray, you know, that people listened and were touched by what was said because God, you know, he has our best interests at heart. And sometimes it is easy to lose sight when you are in the midst of really great trials and tribulations and things going on in, in your individual life. But we have to remember the big the big picture and that, you know, God is just greater than everything, anything that we're going through. He's greater. And that, you know, we can do all things as long as we lean on him. We have to give him the desires of our heart. That, that he may move in them. But in the meantime, we need to just remember who he is and what he has done for us and that we want to bless him, you know, every chance we get because these things were not promised. And so I, I just thank God on this continual basis for having such rich blessings and and just blessing me as one of his children. So even in the, even in the midst of trial and tribulation, so I just thank God for that. 
Amen, amen, amen. I'm just truly excited about tonight's show. I'm excited, you know, about every show because um, when God gives you something, you know, had to think about it, had to come up with a way of doing it, come up, you know, come up with a way. But there's more because you got to, as I told you, this is a spinoff of the book. This is a byproduct. I like to say spinoff, but byproduct um, because. When we, we have to continue to read our word, even when we slack, we get we can always get back to it. He'll forgive us. We'll read it, and we can get more enrichment from it. But the Bible is actually our mirror because it helps helps us look at us and who we are. The more we read it, um, when we come up short, it's okay because you can talk to God and say, "Hey Lord, forgive me, you know, of my trespasses. Forgive me." And his mercies are new every morning. Uh, That's word. His mercies are new every morning. Now, he forgives us. Tomorrow's a different day. You wake up, you messed up today. Tomorrow's another day. You can talk to him and say, you know, ask for forgiveness. First John 1, 9 says that we can set our sins to God. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. And he cleanses us from all unrighteousness. That's word. So if, if, if it wasn't true, he wouldn't have said it. So when we mess up, we can always fess up. And once we fess up, you know, do your best to not do it, not to do it again. But don't get so caught. Oh, I'm a messed up, baby. It's the end of the world. No, it's not. Because Jesus paid it all. I was told the sermon a few a few weeks ago that you know, somebody said something. Jesus paid it all because He paid the price for everything. The word says, for God so loved the world that he, he gave us his only begotten son. And whomsoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So he, he took care of it. So we wouldn't have to worry about it. So once, you know, once we get to that point in our life, if, we, if you're going through that sanctification process, we'll keep you in prayer. If you want to contact us again on Facebook, you can message us on, um, at Man in the Mirror. Or on my Man of Mirror Facebook page, or um, Montgomery Facebook page, we are there. You know, we have two ways to be contact, but we want to hear from you. We want to know how you're doing, what's going on in your life. With that said, um, I just want to thank all of you who have been listening tonight. All of those, if you want to, you know, this it will be on on demand in about fifteen twenty minutes, and I'll put it out there. But again, um, we, uh, let's remember when we're going through, God may be up to something that will change your life. All you have to do is wait as He's working on the sanctification process in you. So He, if He's doing something in your life, just wait, just hold on. You got to hold on. Trust me. When I was going through, I wanted out. I tell people I wanted out. I didn't want nothing. To do with it, but I had no choice but to wait. That waiting process is the hardest, but it's not impossible. I thank you guys so much for your love and support of Man and Mary. This is Hezekiah Montgomery signing off, and as always, we'll see you at the Mirror. <laughs>